do some kind of reverse engineering on that sentence. It means also that if I don't do these things, I will end up what? Being unfruitful. The only way I am fruitful is that I continue to do these things. I maintain my faith in God. I add goodness to it. I do what? I add knowledge to it. And other things. Self-control, patience, kindness, temperance, all that. It says, as I do these things, don't forget because this is the focal scripture of our discourse in, in weeks now. As I do these things, it will keep me, my, my doing is what keeps me from being unfruitful. I thank God that I have faith. I thank God that you have faith in the Lord. But what is going to produce fruit in your life is not just your faith alone. It is when you add these things, because if you have a seed, no matter how good and potent that seed is, like your faith is, if you don't sow the seed in the soil and mix it with the soil and with, it, and, and with, and with factors that will cause it to decay, it will not produce anything. Your, food, your faith can be barren. All these things I'm saying is to let you know that your faith can work, can be barren. You may have faith, but it may not produce fruit. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have I confused you? It's important that you know this. It's not enough to say, I have faith in God. It is okay to say, I have faith in God, but it's not enough. It is okay to say, I am born again, but it's not enough. Praise God. Bible says, add to your faith. Add to the fact that you are born again. Add to the fact that you have received Christ. Add these things. Praise God. And we, were, we have dealt a little, because these things can never be exhausted. With that, the lead pastor has taken us through some, you know, few teachings on virtue, adding virtue. It was such a, I wish we had recordings of those messages. Because we need to play them and listen to them over and over. But please go through your notes if you have notes and remind yourself of the things he said about virtue. Very important. Very important. I don't think there's any particular reason why it came first. But I'm tempted to think it is a very important key. That's why it was the first thing they said you should add. Very important. Again, we started talking about knowledge. After adding virtue, we're saying to your virtue now, do what? Add knowledge. I'm going to give you an example of someone who did something based on knowledge. That's what I want to do today. Give you an example of someone who, based on knowledge, changed his life or her life as a case. Let's read. Very popular story. Everybody must know the story in the Bible, in the New Testament. You find it in Mark chapter 5 from verse 25, and then Luke chapter number 8 from verse 43. They are the same thing, they are the same story. So if, if please someone take the mic. If you have, um, if you've opened to Mark chapter 5 from verse 25, just start reading, quick, 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 quick. And then some other person open to the same scripture, the same story in Luke chapter 8 from verse 43. Please just start reading fast, 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 fast. Mark 525, press of NIV. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and has spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, 
She came up behind. She came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was free from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? You see the people, you see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask, Who touched you? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be free from your suffering. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, Don't be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him after he put after he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Salita kum, which means, little girl, I said to you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. Amen. Amen. Next, I read the same story from another. From, from Luke, read from Mark now, let's read that story from Luke. Luke chapter 8, I think it's from verse 43. Amen. 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 And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. She came up, she came up behind him and touched the edge of his club, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched me and how she had instantly healed. Then he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. While Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, he said. Don't bother the teacher anymore. Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, Don't be afraid. Just believe, and she will be healed. When he arrived at the house of Jairus, he did not let anyone go in with him except Peter. John and James and the child's father and mother. Meanwhile, all the people were waiting and mourning for her. Stop waiting, Jesus said. She is not dead, but asleep. They laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But he took her by the hand and said, My child, get up. Her spirit returned, and at once she stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. Her parents were astonished, 
but he ordered them not to tell anyone what had happened. Praise God. Hallelujah. From where I stood, I mean, right here, you know, overlooking everyone seated. I don't know if we actually need to follow the story, but I want to ask a question. Did you notice any difference at the beginning of those stories? They are very beginning. I deliberately asked that we should read the same story. We took our time to read from um, Mark and then we read from Luke. Who noticed something? In Mark, the Bible, the person who wrote that account told us that the woman said in her heart, right? She said to herself, if only I can do what? Touch, you know, I will be fine. Now, in, 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 in Luke, that part of the story is not there. Praise God. So if, if, if you read it from Luke, you'll be wondering, it may not, the story would, there will be gaps in it. Mark helps us to see that this woman did not just take that action. Listen, that action was based on knowledge. Mm. Have, I, have I confused you? What's she didn't just decide to go and touch. If you read the last place we read, which is from Luke, from verse 43. It just tells us that this woman who had the issue of God, she stepped up and she touched him and then maybe the whole thing stopped. Blah, blah. They, they didn't tell us what Mark told us, which was what? The woman had, the Bible says, when she heard that there was a certain woman, right, who had suffered many things in the hands of what? Physicians. They gave us that history. And said, after all the suffering, she didn't get any better. She spent so much, and for two half years she's been bleeding and spending. And the Bible says, when she did what she heard about Jesus. I believe that what she heard about Jesus is not that Jesus is passing. She heard the things that Jesus has been doing. Her decision to go and touch him was founded upon knowledge. Are we getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. A lot of things that will change your life. Look, if they said, for example, and you heard it, that maybe they will be sharing one million in, uh, what is this called again? Villa Park, that uh, a certain senator has, God has led his heart and he's coming to Villa Park to share one million by 6 a.m. So you know, if you heard it and you came here, your life would not remain the same. Why? Because of a certain information that you have. Knowledge is based on information. So if I want to grow in knowledge, right, I need information. Now this woman knew, she, she heard about what Jesus had been doing. And that thing she heard, listen please, was enough to give her reason to tell herself, nobody preached to her, at least we didn't see anybody preaching to her. She told herself, if I go and touch this man's clothes, 
I will be made whole. I hope you know that some people have had that kind of faith in recent years, in past years, and they go to some men of God who they believe are carrying very serious graces of God upon their life, and then when they go, they touch them, and they get healed. Yes, Even though some men of God have begun to abuse and bastardize that privilege, mm. but it is still possible. Yes, if someone sitting here now believes in his heart, right? Yeah. If I step up to Pastor Nobus um, 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 beside him and touch his clothes, I will be healed. If you believe it in your heart, Based on whatever knowledge you have, maybe you have seen the Lord using mightily to do great healing miracles. It will work. God does not require any process to make anything happen. It is us that need process. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, we are the ones that need process. I'm, I'm talking about knowing knowledge of God, experiential knowledge. It is us that need process. God doesn't need process. So if, if you decide that if you go and touch his head, you'll be fine. As soon as God sees your heart, God responds to your heart. We did not see why the Bible says that woman prayed and said, Oh God, as I'm going to touch this man. Eh? Did the Bible write it? No, 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 no. She did not pray and say, Oh God, as I am going to touch that. Look, what we're dealing with here is knowledge. Knowledge helps you to live better. Knowledge helps you to live better. Please, if you are feeling sleepy, feel free to stand on your feet. You can come and join me on the pulpit. <laughs> no, seriously. Knowledge helps you to live better. As you step to say, let me touch. As you are going to touch, God has seen your heart. God responds to your heart. Excuse me. God does not respond only to prayer as you speak in your mouth. It is written in the Bible. He is able to do what? Exceeding abundantly. Far above what we could ever ask. Or what? Or think? Where do you think? In your heart. So uh, it's, it's, it's important that we know this. This woman's action was based on knowledge. Some of us know so much about Jesus, not even as, in fact, she, also, she didn't know probably a one-tenth of what some of you here know about Jesus. But some of you here still know that much about Jesus and you're still living in your problems. Even the problems you believe in your heart that he's able to solve. Have I confused you? Please, stay with me. The story of that woman, as fantastic as it is, has more lessons than we actually know. Much as yes, we spoke about the faith, Bible says faith comes what? By hearing, information, hearing, right? Her faith came by what she had. If you read it from Mark, Mark account, it says, when she heard about Jesus, she hadn't had any meeting with Jesus before that time. Some of us have heard so much about Jesus. It doesn't show in your life. You were poor last year. You are still poor today. You were poor 10 years ago, you are still poor today. But you've been hearing about Jesus since 10 years before today. You know, there are other people in that story. Let me tell you about them. When Jesus said, something has happened. Turn to, he said, who touched me? Peter and Co were like, Abba, okay? See, everybody here is pushing you. He's not even touched. They are pushing, pressing against you. And asking who touched you. Are you okay? 
And that's what they were trying to tell Jesus with all respect. You understand? They just shaved their mouth very well. And they wanted to say, Are you are you okay? People are pressing and pushing you up and down. And you are asking who touched you. In 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 in, in, in the account in, in, in Luke, it was clear. Jesus said, Me, yeah, I know that something has happened. Power left me. What am I driving at? The people who were following Jesus were also people who had heard things about Jesus. They also had some knowledge of him. But their knowledge was what? Unfruitful. Because there are people in that category, in that group, who were going with him, who were moving, who were thronging around him, but who did not get anything out of him. Praise God. This is very simple. I don't want to make it any more difficult than it is. You and I know Jesus, but I may be here and you will be the one receiving something from Jesus because you are acting based on knowledge. When Jesus finished from um, the first public thing he did, that is at the Mount, the, the Beatitudes, I think Mount Olives or what, where he you know, gave the Beatitudes. When he was done with all those teachings, Bible says, as he was coming down, right? As he was coming down from that mountain, the Bible says what? That he met a leper, or a leper met him. Yeah. And then the leper said to him, Master, if thou will, you can make me clean. He said, the man did not know Jesus before. He said, but from what I have heard, if you are willing, me I know that you can make me some of us are here, but you have heard so much, but it does not change your orientation about Jesus. It does not change your ability to access the power that is in Jesus. Don't stuff yourself with knowledge without getting, you know, commensurate results for it. It becomes a weight on you. Instead of lifting the weight from you, it becomes a weight on you. Praise God. We need to realize that in that simple story, some of us, I may not be speaking to everybody here, and this message may not be for all of you. Thank God you all came to church, but I'm thinking that there's a particular person who needs to hear what I'm saying. Your knowledge of Jesus might still remain unproductive if it doesn't mean anything to you. The same way we stay in class and they're teaching chemistry, English, maths, biology, and you are listening among other 25 or 29 students, assuming you're 30. The same way that teaching is going on, some people, somebody who is sitting is looking at the world and saying, wow, I see, I see. Mm, okay. You are not seeing what they are seeing. The man is talking, somebody is seeing. The man is talking, you are not seeing. It's the same thing that happened with Jesus. As he was going, as he was doing, people, the woman heard and she saw something. I hope you know this one. The story did not, we took the story from the middle. If you go back a bit, you realize that Jesus was actually on his way somewhere. If you read and you listen to that story, listen please, pay attention. At the end of where we read, we said there was, a, when Jesus, when that woman finished, coming out to say, okay, it's me, I touched, I decided in my heart, this is my problem, and I decided if I touch him, I'll be fine. As soon as she was done saying that, Jesus blessed her and said, okay, go, 
you know, your faith has made you well, blah, 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 and all that. Immediately after that, some people showed up. They were looking for somebody. Who were they looking for? The centurion. What, where was the centurion? He was with Jesus when this drama was happening. Why was the centurion with Jesus? Because the centurion left his house looking for Jesus. He said, my daughter you see can almost die. If I can find this man, I have tried other medicines, I have tried other things, but she's still sick and about to die. But if I can get to this man quick enough and bring him to my house, what's going to happen? This girl will leave. He will heal her. But while this woman's drama kept Jesus on the spot, right? While this woman with the issue of blood, her drama kept Jesus on a spot because they were heading to this man's house. The man had come to town. They are seeing Jesus. They are taking him and they were going to heal his daughter. But while this woman's drama was going on, what happened? They came to him. Someone's from his house and said, Oh God, don't disturb this man. Leave this man alone. The girl has died. Praise God. Hallelujah. Don't disturb this man. Look, may your expectation not be cut short. Amen. Nobody will cut short your expectation in this year. In the name of Jesus. You know, that man would have almost felt like everything he labored for, he woke up. Even though there was good news by the corner. But that news didn't sound good to him. Even though there was rejoicing by the corner, it didn't sound like good news to him because he came all the way and he will be thinking in his heart, Kai, if this two man did not do this thing, maybe, just maybe, he would have been able to get in time to the house and Jesus would have healed my daughter. While all that was going on in his mind, Jesus responded and said to him, Don't worry, let's go, she's sleeping. Praise God. I want to tell us something. Jesus can be anything to anybody. He can be everything to anybody. While he was here now, and this woman had he gotten healed by touching him, there was this other girl who they were hoping that he was coming to heal. Who, who, who it seemed that what he had done for this woman was going to be a limitation for her. Can I tell you something? God is not God's virtue flows. There is no blessing he will put on this man that will change your own blessing. Yeah. There is nothing that God is doing in a man's life that is big enough to reduce the resources he needs to deal with your own issues. Praise God. If God were a man, I'm talking of knowledge now. If God were a man, then maybe he would have said, Jesus would have said, ah, so, so sorry. You know, if this woman did not interrupt, you know, I was going to your house to heal. But no, there is nothing about you that God does not have a solution for. Whether it's your sick about to die, or you have died about to be buried, or you are like Lazarus who have been buried for four days and smelling. There is nothing about you God does not have a solution for. Which is why some people are different in their life. Some people are progressive because they know this thing I just said. Someone has not know it even though they care. God's blessing upon a man does not reduce his attention to me. God gives a man, God says, okay, um, you, know, you know, have you been in meetings? Listen, let me say this. Have you been in programs? 
meetings, services, church services, where a pastor is preaching and a pastor says, there are five persons here, okay? God is about to give you maybe a gift of a car or maybe this or something or a job. Five persons here. Five persons here. And at the end of the day, five persons, okay, he says, okay, if you are the person, come out. And then when people came out, they were like 16. Yeah. Yeah. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. The man said, five persons here, God is about to give you what? Good jobs, a job, a car, whatever. And then he said, if you're that person, you should do what? Come out. 16 people came out. Do you know that among those 16, now knowledge of God, listen. Mm. Among those 16, there are people who will be thinking, Kai, my Agaria Kola 5. I get what I'm saying. There are people who will be thinking in their heart, we don't pass a uh, 5. How this thing will take uh, a. <laughs> No, go around again. There is somebody there in the crowd saying, Nah, these people are 16. Come join up. I can get my. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It is a function of what you know yeah. about God. God blessing Mr. A does not shortchange his resources. He can just be to Z at the same time. That is why, while he was going to somebody's house to minister, to, he had enough resources to heal a woman whose case was bad. God's ministry to one man does not subchange his ministry to another. Please, if you forget everything I've said, don't forget this. Let me even let you know that, it is, do you know that the, the entire 16 people will all get jobs if they believe? Yes, sir. Even though the man of God said fine. Because somebody has stepped up to touch the hem of his garment, the person will get it. It is what do you what is your what is your knowledge like? What do you know about this God? What, how do you when when God when you imagine God, what do you say? Praise God. It is important that we realize that something I, I, I we spoke of seven points last Sunday. There's an eighth one I didn't touch, but it's just that somehow I have I may have touched it, you know, in the other points. I, I can't remember how I scripted it, but what I meant to say was this in the number eight of last Sunday, which I didn't say. God, a man, right? Let me let me try. Let me let me phrase it as as well as possible. A man is not blessed or successful because God chose him. Please listen. This, this is knowledge of God, knowing God, something that is consistent with His character. A man is not successful or blessed because God chose him, because God anointed him. A man is actually successful and blessed because he chose God. Wow. Have I confused you? Have I confused you? That God chose you does not automatically mean 
that you will be better than this person who God has not publicly said, set aside for me. If this person God did not speak about decides to choose God for herself, she can do a lot better than the person that God has chosen. Knowledge about God, that is who God is. You know why? God loves people who choose him. If he chose you, he would say, it's not because I called him, it's not because I said you are the one that will deliver them, it's not because I said you are the one that will go for us. But if you decide of your own to come and choose him, you might exceed the expectations of the person who God himself chose. Men do not succeed, men do not try, men are not blessed because God chose them. They are blessed because they chose God. Praise God. I want us to realize that, you know, a good example, some of us would think David, right? David was exceptional because God, you know, sent, and what's his name now? Prophet Samuel. Say, go to Jesse's house, go and anoint the person. Now, do you know that if you read that story carefully, God said, I have found. Yeah, yeah. If you read that story carefully, I have seen that. Yeah. Look, I have seen there's somebody here who is after yeah. me. Now I am going after you. Do you know why Cornelius? The Bible says that that um, Holy Ghost baptism that happened in the upper room in Jerusalem, where the one twenty disciples were after Jesus had had uh, ascended or was there, right? After he had ascended, he, he remained. They remained. One twenty of them remained in the house, and the Holy Spirit came like a mighty rushing. Do you remember the story in Acts chapter ten? about the house of Cornelius. Do you know what that story said? The Bible says that what Cornelius was doing, his almsgiving, his righteousness, it has ascended to heaven. As what? A memorial. That is, he is not yet born again, but he has, there's, 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 there's a remembrance. Oh God, I pray you have understanding. I pray you have. Because some of us think that what makes you is that God has chosen you, you are born again. That is not what it is. At that time, Cornelius was not born again. People were born again then, but Cornelius wasn't. But God said, This man's good works, fetch you, remember, fetch you. This man's good works has done what has risen to heaven. As what? A memorial. Not as an information. As a memorial. In other words, this thing is going to remain here forever. What did God now do? God organized. The same way he organized uh, Samuel to go and anoint David. The same way he organized Peter. He said, go to the house of the Cornelius. Oh God. Don't sit in church and not sit in Christ. Don't be part of the crowd that will be pushing and trudging against him, walking him up and down, and not sensitive to know that they can touch him and change their lives. Praise God. In this season, God is giving you wisdom. 
Say amen. Say God is giving you wisdom. Amen. Say amen. God is giving you wisdom. Amen. God is giving you understanding. Amen. Men will come to you who will bring good news. Amen. If they bring bad news, God will turn it around for good. Amen. In this season, in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Knowledge of Him. There is a knowledge from the Word of God. There is a knowledge from our experiences. That woman now that said, if only I can do this. The first knowledge she came was, she, she had what came from um, hearing, probably let's say, the preaching of the Word or the sharing of the messages and testimonies. The next knowledge she now had have come from experience. The knowledge she had of God before she touched is going to be much smaller than the knowledge she now had of God after she touched. So if you and I would grow in knowledge, there's, there's a scripture, I can't remember where it is, I like Corinthians also, it says, grow in knowledge. Grow in grace and what? And in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you and I will pray that we must encounter, you must allow yourself to get into encounters with God. You must, you must not be a, 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 a nominal Christian, someone who is okay to just be among the crowd pushing around him. When, when David was faced with Goliath, he didn't say, I killed a bear. I also killed a lion with my bare hands. Who is this man? I can kill him. Is that what he said? He said, Who is this to this time? Who is defying the armies of the living God? I know God enough to know that he cannot keep quiet. He's going to kill this man. And that's why he said, the God who delivered me from the hands of the wow. land, delivered me from the hands of the land. He said, he will give this money to my hand. Ooh. It was all about what he knew yeah. about God. It wasn't that, ah, I killed lion before I can kill you. That's not the matter. The matter is, I know the exact God who delivered me from the lion, delivered me from the bear. He said, he will give this man into my hand. I pray, I pray that God in his mercy will open the eyes of your understanding. Amen. If you know just a little about God, your life will never remain the same. Your life will be moving up in leaps and bounds. You, you can never be less. You can never be less. You know there was something the lead pastor has been teaching okay from the series on um uh Genesis chapter eleven from verse six, you know, where the, the uh, where our devotion has been focused for the past number of days now about the men who built this or who are planning to build this tower. You know, it, it just it just it just tells me something. There's something I've been meaning to do, I've been wanting to do. So, and I decided to now come and do it. The difference between then and now is that 
Then I saw that I could do this. Now I decided to do it. Let me explain what I mean. For some of us, it is okay, just okay for you to have this kind of knowledge that this woman had about Jesus. That if if I can do this, if I can touch, I'll be healed. The leper, when Jesus had no public record of healings, the leper, when Jesus was coming down from the mount where he got the Beatitudes, he said, from what I have heard, he said, Master, if you are willing, you can make me clean. The thing we are not here about from you now, you can clean me. And leper, there was no, there was no record anywhere. May God do for you something that he has never done for anybody before. Don't say amen like you think I'm exciting. Amen. You. There are things that are not amen. yet recorded. God can use you to put it in record. Amen. God use that leper to do that. But why? Because the leper knew something. He had the knowledge from what he knew. I hope you know that that leper was not close to the mountain. Do you know that they have to keep a distance? Yeah. It's as a law then. So if Jesus was teaching like from here, probably he was around there, but for some reason, because Jesus was on the mountaintop, he was hearing what he was saying. So when Jesus came down from mother was on his way, he now found a way to come and block him. A lot of our lives are tied to how much of God we really practically know. The limitations and the advancements in our life, a lot of it, they are tied to how much of God we really know. Let me say that again. The limitations and the advancements in our lives, they are all mostly tied to how much of God that we know. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. On that note, I want to round up. Add to your faith. It means you should quit. We are assuming you already have faith. Add to your faith. It means you are assuming you already have faith. Add to your faith. Virtue, doing good, goodness. You know when Paul used to write his letters, he used to say to them, "I am not, I am not going to be tired or ashamed to write the same things to you again." So when you see us emphasize what we've already said before, somebody could be saying, "Ah, is this not what the pastor said that time? Is this not what pastor said the last Sunday?" We are emphasizing it because it is important. Even Paul knew the importance of it. To virtue, knowledge. I dare say, knowledge of God, His workings, His character, His personality. You know, the Bible said concerning um, Moses, I think that's in Psalms chapter 107, 103. He said, God revealed His, He showed His works, He revealed His works. To the Israelites. But to Moses, he did what? He revealed his ways. Moses no say, ah, man, I just got it here. Moses could tell you 
This is how God behaves. His ways. Raise your hand above your head and say, Father. Father. Please say like you say, Father. Father. Open the eyes of my understanding. Open the eyes of my understanding. Say like you say, Father. Father. Open the eyes of my understanding. Say like you say, Father. Open the eyes of my understanding. Open the eyes of my understanding. Say, I want to know you, Lord. I want to know you, Lord. I want to know you more. Please make it a prayer. Go ahead and pray. Say, Lord.